Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 8 of Revelation chapter 13. We're going to be reading verses 4 and 5. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. Well, uh, we were looking at the word worshipped and how the world worships the dragon and the beast. And in essence, they've always been doing this since the fall of mankind into sin. They serve sin and Satan. They they believe the lie over the truth and, and therefore they do not serve God. They do not keep God's commandments, but rather they break and transgress those commandments. And in doing so, that is what Satan would want them to do, and he receives adulation. But here at the time of the end, there is a change. Uh, we've talked about this before. A dramatic shift takes place. Even though mankind in heart, their hearts are desperately wicked, and sin flows forth out of the heart of man, all manner of wickedness proceeds from his heart and gushes out and does reveal itself and has revealed itself even in in generations past. Yet God operated through his spirit to restrain sin in the world, in, in the nations, and amongst the people of the nations. And, and therefore, the worship to the dragon or the beast, the worship to Satan, was also kept in check, held back, restrained, despite the fact that inwardly that was the spiritual condition of men. And yet outwardly, there, there seemed to be reverence, there seemed to be at least to some degree acknowledgement to the commandments of God, and the commandments of God seemed to restrain men, and it could even give the appearance that the world was observing them, and that they had dominion over them. But now the change has come, it's the time of the end, Satan is loosed, and the world worshipped the dragon which gave power to the beast, and they worshipped the beast. And not only in heart, but now outwardly, visibly, it can be seen, and and uh, we all may testify to it. We see the iniquity abound, the multiplication of sin across the face of the earth is extremely observable. And we have all seen the worship that has been given to Satan during these last couple of decades, uh, during the period of the Great Tribulation and and uh, even into the Day of Judgment 
by the people of the world as they continue to serve sin. And and then it goes on to say at the end of verse 4, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And the question, who is like unto the beast, is um, it, it, it's basically saying that he is the greatest. Uh, there There is no comparison. Uh, there is no equal to the beast. Uh, he is the supreme, the one that is worthy of worship. And, of course, th- this is just ugly. It's disgusting when we think of mankind created in the image of God, created to worship Him and serve Him, to obey Him, to do His bidding and none other. And yet here, man has so plummeted into the depths of depravity. He He's not totally depraved. No, man still has a conscience and God has written upon man's conscience and and that prevents man from obtaining total depravity. But there are certainly depths of depravity that man has descended down into and and has gone into uh, the cesspool of iniquity, of evil thinking and 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 actions like no other time before, and they are worshiping Satan through these actions, through their thoughts, through believing the lie, believing things like um, evolution. And and if you believe evolution, if you believe that the world just evolved, well, number one, I don't know how anyone can legitimately uh, believe that because it's the most foolish theory that was ever devised that it, it's just ridiculous it it's absurd it is amazing that intelligent men and women brilliant if you were to test their IQs they they might even score extremely high levels and yet they believe this outlandish theory that has no basis in fact that cannot be proven it certainly takes great amounts of faith to believe the things that were told about evolution, to believe that there was something at the beginning, and they differ on what it was, and 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 they have no idea where it came from. And right away, you can see the absolute foolishness of this idea, because the first question ought to be from any sound-thinking person, well, where did that first substance come from? Where did that primordial ooze or or whatever it is that uh, that exploded or, or began to roll along and develop, where did that come from? And then you, you have to finally conclude, well, it must be eternal, that whatever that stuff was in the very beginning, that all things have come forth from, then that had to be some sort of eternal matter. And right away, we have the comparison, eternal God or eternal primordial ooze that exploded and and the bang came forth and everything came from it. And what is more ridiculous to believe? Well, obviously, it takes a great amount of trust and faith to believe that there was something in the beginning that we don't know where it came from, 
how it originated, but it was there, and from that came the world and universe, and from that, life began to develop in early stages, and from that, more complex forms of life began to develop, and uh, come on, and when we look at life, and today we can look at it like never before, and we can uh, look through the microscope, and we can see the complexities of what are said to be the simplest life forms, and and they just fell into place. They just neatly fell into place to form the eyes and the ears and the noses and the mouths and and the wings and all these uh, minute details of these uh, insects or creatures that cannot even be seen with the naked eye and and they're 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 formed and and they have these bodies and they perform functions and and just one of those little tiny creatures coming and living as a result of evolution w- would be almost miraculous but we're supposed to believe it's not just one little tiny creature it's a world full of creatures a world of insects and a world of animals and a world of sea creatures and a world full of men and and all these intricate wonderful designs and flowers and trees and grass and all these things just happen to fall together they just happen to uh, during this explosion and and over the course of millions of years everything falls into place so that we have this incredible life that through any microscope certainly um cries out for design that there was a designer there was somebody forming this life and creating these life forms so that all came together in the way that they did and yet the world uh, believes this ridiculous theory of evolution because it allows them to do away with God and and now uh, we don't have to trust the Bible. We don't have to listen to God spoke and created the world and God created man in his image, but we do away with that. And now we, we're independent, we're free agents, and we're, we're just creatures. We're animals. We're in the same level as the animal. We prefer that. We desire that over being a creature created in the image of God and therefore uh, obligated to obey that creator. The, the world is worshiping the dragon and the beast through evolution, and that leads to atheism, to a denial of the existence of God. And all this serves to worship Satan, to do homage to him. And who is like unto the beast? is is basically what all this amounts to all the the many lies that have just increased in 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 all facets of the world's society in the church out of the church who is like the beast there's no comparison to him because there is no god we we had thought there was a god re- remember we had thought that the beast was not able to make war and to win. 
as it says, who is ab- after saying who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him, now since his deadly wound has been healed, uh, who can do battle? Because the Lord Jesus Christ at the cross bound him and and set a seal upon him, and and now he has returned. He has come forth again out of the bottomless pit. And, and they're basically declaring Satan the winner. Satan is the one who has overcome Christ. It is uh, very much blasphemy against God, speaking evil of God. In Revelation 12, if you remember, we read in verses 7 and 8, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. That means the dragon fought and lost. He was not victorious. It, he prevailed not. But now again, that deadly wound is healed. And, and he's coming forth to do battle. And, and look, the world is, is now increasing in sin. Sin is multiplying across the face of the earth. He has figured it out. He has now um, found the way to overcome God. And, and, and we can see the evidence of this every day as the world is just doing as it pleases. No longer interested or concerned with maintaining the Sunday Sabbath. No longer inter- interested or concerned with maintaining the marriage relationship between a man and a woman. No, now there's divorce for any reason under the sun, even the church. Who uh, can compare to the beast? Who is like the beast? Who's able to make war with him? Look at the church, the church which is the representation of, of God's kingdom on earth. So the world continued to think, uh, even though God had ended that relationship, yet to the world, the church was still in that position. And now look at the church. The church is a mockery. The church does the the beast's bidding. There's holy laughter. There's speaking in tongues and congregation after congregation. Look, they're falling over backwards. There's all kinds of healings going on. There's signs and wonders and, and, and it's obvious the church has lost the power of God. And, and so we can say whatever we want about the church. The, the, there's no restraint upon us. They might have perceived it was the church restraining their sin and now they feel free. They're, they're no longer constrained, no longer bound by the presence of the church in their local neighborhood. Who cares what the churches think? They're, they're just like us. The world has entered into the church. The world, the nations, the Gentiles have overcome the churches and congregations of the world. And, and so we can see how in this spiritual battle, the definite perception by the people of the world is that the beast has won and not just won a minor skirmish but won the major battle he he's he's lifted the restraints that were upon us the world 
is feeling. He's lifted the restraints that the church had placed upon us. Even though that was never the case, it was always the Holy Spirit. And now, who is able to make war with him? We read in Revelation 11, in verse 7, after referring to the two witnesses, it says, And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, and shall overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them, and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. You see that that restraint that the world felt. They didn't know where it was coming from, but they certainly felt it. And now they um, perceived strength of God through his church, the corporate body. And, and uh, you know, it, it can't really be understated. Uh, the, the presence of the church was heavy in the world. Uh, there's almost two billion members of the corporate church. And and so churches were in uh, just about every nation. And in some nations, they were everywhere. In America, they were on practically uh, just about every corner in the major cities. And yet now the, the beast is loosed. Now it's time uh, where he goes against them and makes war and wins, and he overcomes, and they are killed, the the witness of the word of God within the churches and congregations is defeated, and now the church is made a spectacle by the beast. To all the unsaved inhabitants of the earth, look at my great victory, look at my power, look at my strength, look what I've done to the church of Jesus Christ and and uh, rejoice, make merry. Our enemy that has tormented us is defeated. And that's the idea here in Revelation 13. And it also says, we'll, uh, of course, Lord willing, look at this as we continue on in our study of chapter 13. But in verse 7, it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them And power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. Again, it was given to him. This is God's plan to make war and to win the victory. And this gives the appearance to the people of the world as though Satan has won. And I think we we can understand this. The, The child of God, the child of God who... Of course, we don't feel a part of the world. We had a place prepared for us by God within the church for those 1260 days, for the three and a half years representing the entire New Testament church age. But now at this point of the great tribulation, that place is destroyed. There's spiritual destruction. It's a great desolation. And we were driven out of the church 
And then God graciously, kindly commanded us to leave and to go out into the world. But here we are in this world at a time that Satan was loosed and, and the whole world is going crazy. There, there's madness in man's heart that has been let forth and they're mad after their sin. They're mad after their idols and God's people who do not worship the beast, do not worship the dragon, are in that situation where uh, they are strangers and sojourners in this world for a little while longer. And all they have as their refuge is God himself and his word. And, and they have no place anymore. They have no place in the church. And, and so... They become almost invisible to the world. They, the world cannot see uh, these individuals, and actually they they will number a great multitude, as God will save that many out of the great tribulation. But they're scattered across the nations of the world. We don't know the exact number, but tens of millions. What is tens of millions amongst billions of people? And especially, what are they? When they're scattered and they don't, many of them know each other and, and they don't even meet with one another. God's plan was to save them one by one, individually, each person with God. And as he sent forth his word and uh, sent it forth in a tremendous way, the cover of the earth as the waters cover the sea. And so they were saved, but the world doesn't see them. The church doesn't see them. And they can't see one another. So the appearance is, is overwhelming. It is uh, an appearance as though Satan has won. And yet the truth is it was given to him to win in order to accomplish God's purpose of judgment on the church. But then came May 21, 2011, that great day that tremendous day of victory for the Lord Jesus Christ and the people of God when Satan was put down and deposed from his position of rule in the world and over the church and he no longer rules over the hearts of men to the degree he was able to before. Now the Lord Jesus Christ is ruling over all with a rod of iron, because it's the day of judgment. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.